All right, guys, we're live right now. All right, hey, we're live again with On the Bench with Beaks, man. Uh, this is uh, your humble host, Cody Beacon, Beekman, Beacon. Uh, so we're uh, I'm joined by uh, Ross the Applesauce Mormeyer. Hey, how are you guys doing today? And I'm good, and also I'm with the lovely Latvian Keith Sanders. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, we're doing this thing a little differently today. Yeah, I'd say we're doing this over the phone via FaceTime. So this will be interesting. Uh, well, so what's going on, boys? Uh, how's the week been? Oh, you know, it's been uh, interesting sitting at home, not being able to do much, you know. It's been kind of a bummer, uh, the reason why we're doing this right now. So if the sound's a little weird, we apologize. <laughs> what about you, Rusty? Oh, um, I mean, I've just been trying to keep on the normal grind and just keep it, keep it work. And once again... Watching old hockey, like while old hockey games, and even like thank God NHL has been putting on like some of the older stuff with like the older Penguins with like Mario Lemieux and you know all that all that good stuff. So I mean, yeah, how can you not balk at that? <laughs> well, true that. Well, and with all the time we spent at home, we actually uh, all the boys we decided to do something a little different. Now that we don't have actual milestones to uh, see live, we're gonna we're gonna tell you about a few milestones that happened throughout the hockey age, and uh, maybe give you a little history lesson. So I think uh, we all found one. So boys, let's do it. Yeah. So uh, we're recording on April second, and um, kind of an interesting article that I found was mm-hmm. on. April 2nd, 1980, uh, Wayne Gretzky actually becomes the first teenager to score 50 goals in an NHL season. At that time, Gretzky was 19, and uh, his 50th goal he scored for Edmonton, and it happened to be the only goal that they scored that day when they tied uh, Minnesota North Stars. Uh, the game ended at 1-1. All the North Stars. I mean, who, who doesn't remember... You know, Madonna and Dino Cicerelli. I mean, and the B- Broughton Bros. I mean, oh. I'm not. I get, I, I get shot. I get shit for liking the Broughton Bros. But whatever. No, they're a good tandem. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Ross. What you? What do you got, bud? Um. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan of Bobby Hall. We met the guy. He's a stellar person. So I've always kind of my hats off always to him. Um, he scores his 604th and final goal as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks in a season-ending 6-1 victory against the Detroit Red Wings, which I'm fine with that. Well, I mean, I think I think we could all say that's all right. What, what year was that? Oh, uh, that was back in 1972. That's before. That's after they counted the tickets, you know, and the odds. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta and like what I gotta say. I mean, Bobby Hull. I mean, obviously he's he's made a name for himself. And the the best thing about it is that he's he's still alive and well in the hockey community. Oh yeah, no. When we saw him at the game, it was great. He was so personable to us and just like the fandom that was around him. Like, and yeah, he even just drew a magnet towards us and just wanted. Yeah, specifically talk to you. Just talk so, hockey, really. Yeah. <laughs> if well, what? Because he was how old is he? Because he was in a wheelchair, right? So that was oh, yeah, the yeah. the fun thing about like, it. 
Well, yeah, he's in like a little Fun scooter thing. thing, and I think that's I think that has to do a lot with his knees. I mean, and yeah. and I think that's pretty. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty par for the course for old hockey guys, especially ones with such long careers. Absolutely, yeah. Because I um, I just remember seeing the picture that you guys posted. Um, it was you, Cody, in your wheelchair, and then he was right next to you, and then Ross was kind of just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, just, just like, dangling like a creeper. Like, like hey, buddy, yeah. I know these guys. But, uh, yeah, but, and uh, I just, I kind of want to say, like, what was so cool about, like, actually meeting him is that uh, it was uh, one night, uh, two years ago at the Avs game. And it was and his birthday. I think it was, came out yeah, for his birthday. That's it was what his, it was. It was his birthday, and he was actually in the Colorado area, So, and it just happened to be that the Chicago Blackhawks were playing the Avs. So, um, you know, uh, Ross and I were just in the, uh, the, the ticket counter just changing our tickets out, and I, I turn around. He's still with the uh, teller and everything, and, I, and I, I turn around, and I just see – Bobby Hole walking in. I'm uh, well. Oh, I was scooting in, and I guess. <laughs> I mean, I know how that. Oh, well, and so I'm like, uh, I had to do a double take because I was like, at first I was like, oh hey, that's Bobby Hole, and then I I looked around. I'm like, wait, did I just fucking say that was Bobby Hole? I look back, sure enough, and I like, and he just comes, he just comes walking down, man. Like, uh, uh, just like, I, I I stroll up to him, and he's like. You know you're Bobby Hole, right? And he he gives a big old Bobby Hole chuckle. He's like, I, I yeah, that's what people keep telling me. And I just I thought that that was just like a, a funny little thing about it. Well, that and the one thing that I loved, he could have went up to with uh, to his uh, suite with anybody, but he looks back and he goes to the uh, the guy who's like escorting us onto the the, ele- uh, the elevators and. He goes, oh, Mr. Hull, go with your family and friends. And he goes, no, I'm going to hang out with my new pals that I just met. And he's pointing back at Cody and I, and he rode up with us and talked more hockey with us. It was it was a great time. Like, you got to see, you got to hear so many uh, stories from him within that time period of, like, all the players that he played with. Because so, I, was, I was wearing my Sweden jersey. So yeah. he was talking about all the Swedish players. So, sorry, Keats. No, 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 no. I was, I was just asking you guys a question. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard not seeing you guys since we're on the phone. So it's like, uh, where do I jump in? No, I was just gonna ask you. So instead of him going to his suite, he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna hang out with these guys for, for a few and hop on my suite whenever I feel like doing it." Is that yeah, what happened? That, well, it was. Yeah, well, I mean, he went to his suite and everything, but uh, like the whole thing is like he was with. Like a uh, let's call it an entourage. Yeah, and family uh, friends basically. And yeah. so and so when they were getting on the elevator, uh, he uh, the like one of the guys looked back. He's like, "Hey, Bobby, uh, we're going." And he's just like, and we were we were just like chatting hockey, waiting for the elevator to come. And as soon as uh, the guy says that, he's like, "No, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride up with uh like my two new hockey friends that we made." Yeah, basically. That I made, yeah. and and the entire time he uh, the entire elevator ride up, he's just you know just chatting chatting some good old hockey. And I I mean personally, I I can't speak for Ross, but I feel like he'll probably say the same thing. The fact that you know like a hockey legend 
is saying, oh, well, you guys just go ahead. I'm going to hang out with these guys. It's kind of like, holy crap, man. Like, Bobby Hole wants to hang out with us for a minute. Like, it was weird. No, that, that has to be he, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No, and it even topped the moment that uh, I met the, the actual cup holder. Like, he willingly came up, hey, what's up? I'm Phil. It was just like, oh, I'm touching hands of glory. And they're just silky, so silky smooth. <laughs> like, guy must take care of his hands. I mean, Jesus. Uh, but Well, you're holding the most glorious trophy in, in, in sports history. Well, so. I mean, you've got to have silky smooth hands for that. So... But yeah, and that was cool because he told a bunch of stories. But yeah, no, Bobby Hall meeting him and actually talking like about all the, like Cody and I sat down and watched the actual old games that he was talking about and everything. It was just really cool just to hear it right from the horse's mouth, you know. That's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm I, I I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> I was like, that's 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 a pretty cool experience to have. Uh, no doubt. Oh yeah. Well, uh, all right. So I, I've got I've got a this day in hockey history, and I even got a little trivia question for you boys after. So, uh, so check this out. Um, April second, two thousand two. Evgeny Nabokov actually won his third, thirty third victory to break the franchise record he had set just a year before in a Sharks three to one win over the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Oh boo. Yeah, of course he'll say that. I just you you ducks fan you. So in over in over 697 uh, NHL career games, he played for uh obviously San Jose, New York and Tampa Bay. But here comes here comes the trivia question, boys. Okay. Where was Evgeny Nabokov's birthplace. He sounds awfully Russian to me. Oh, way Russian. I mean, Stalin, all I mean, golly. I mean, Stalin, Jesus, right. man. You went right. to. <laughs> prepare for a bombshell. Pre- prepare for a bombshell. Kamenogorsk, Kazakhstan. Oh, he's uh, okay. So Kazakhstan or he's, Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan. So Whatever okay. one you want to say. <laughs> so he's. I he, put the wrong. No way. Yep. I, I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. All so right. he's homies with Borat. <laughs> yeah, he's a Borat. That's exactly right. Kazakhstan. Can you believe that? No, I can't. Like, I straight up thought he was from like Russia. Oh, I mean, I uh, clearly. I mean, you're not thinking Kazakhstan, obviously. Yeah, that's ooh, that's you know what? How does one get into hockey over there? I mean, I I can't imagine there is a lot of hockey going on. I might be wrong. If someone knows, let me know. Well, but uh, hey, yeah. Well, it just well, it plays into past episodes, man. I mean, how how could anybody from Croatia come in and start playing hockey, or anybody, uh, you know, just anybody of those like fringe uh, Eastern European countries, man. Oh, yeah. But uh, to hit it like, in the NHL, man, that's like a whole nother level, really. You and know? to be – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead, brother. And to be so prevalent in the NHL, I mean, Nabokov, uh, Nabokov was no slouch. Oh, no, no. He was not at all. That's pretty So, cool. yeah, that's – so that's your little trivia for today. I, uh, I was looking it up today, and I just – I looked at it. I was like, well, that doesn't say Russia. 
why does that not say Russia? And I'm but sure yeah. I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of shit about that one. Oh, I, you think he's Russian because of like you know the last name or whatever? But it's like it sounds super Russian. So well, I mean, come on, the 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 Nabokov. I mean, the Av. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, that or you think he was for like almost to like closer to like the Czech Republic or like Slovakia well, or something like that with a name of, of that sorts. And one of those like, you know, that went like, a, you know, that went from one border, one across the border, basically. Well, just like Burkowski being born in Austria oh, and moving my boy. to Sweden. My know? boy. Yeah. No. And I've blown mine. When I saw when I saw that he was actually, or actually, you told me about that. That's right. Yeah, Cody told me about that, and it was just like, what, what? <laughs> that's crazy, huh? Well, well, now I know. Well, that's your. Well, yeah, that's your little trivia fix for today. I, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's 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 a pretty cool fact. But hey, um, what else we got going on, guys? Uh, we haven't. We haven't done this in a little while. We try to do these episodes every Friday, but due to everything that's going on in the world, unfortunately, we had to be a little creative and order some more stuff so we can do these phone call recordings and all that. Uh, yeah. You, you guys, you guys got any anything other going on in the hockey world? Well, I'll tell you this right now. I mean, Bauer's stepping up in a big way. Uh, they, uh, they're, you know, obviously, if you're a hockey guy, if you're not. Uh, Bauer uh, has been one of the biggest hockey equipment distributors for f- how long? Twenty four years? You never yeah. like even uh, longer. I think even longer than that. Twenty? Yeah, it has to be way longer than twenty four years. Say, I've been playing since I've been oh six seven, and I I remember my first helmet was a Bauer helmet. <laughs> I was so proud of that damn thing. <laughs> Dude, my my very first helmet was a CCM helmet, but the funny thing about mine was uh, when I still lived in Latvia, they freaking ordered all our helmets through a QVC. Oh, God. <laughs> no I way. kid you not, man. They had, for whatever reason, they had CCM helmets, and they ordered like 200 of them. Um and I, I remember it was like this, like, we'll order them in bulk. And then I don't know how the whole payments ended up working on the end. It, it ended up being, I was too little to know that whole side of it. But I, I don't know, really understand. I, yeah. But I know, I know it turned into a big shit show. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure my dad would be able to tell me the full story of it. But it was hilarious. I remember, I remember going, because they had these... Um, team meetings you know where you like get the parents together and like because we were just a, like a new upcoming team the rink was literally just built um so it was like hey we need to start looking into gear for these kids and this and that and literally i remember this guy pulling up like those like you know used to get like those magazines in mail you know that has like all these different products from like your home blankets oh. to sports to shoes to you know it, everything and it's like the little magazines that you get on like the airlines and stuff like that yeah exactly and, <laughs> and, and, and i remember when the coach was like hey there's these pretty decent deal i think on the ccm helmets if we want to get these puppies in bulk and uh yeah that that was my first helmet or my helmet that, story that, that's 
That's incredible. I, I, I would have never thought, I mean, especially me, I, I mean, I, uh, uh, first time I needed a hockey helmet, I was just like, Hey dad, you know, we need a, we need a helmet for this sport. And he's like, okay, we'll go down in the crease, uh, the, like that shop that was really close to, to my house. It's just like, Oh yeah, go buy a helmet. So the fact that hearing that, that's just like, that's crazy. Like, Oh yeah, we'll buy them in bulk, put them on all the kids. That's just, that's, that's, pretty cool man the hard time back then was you know like in latvia at least i don't know it was just like in the city i lived in because we were the rink literally was like two weeks old and no one knew what the hell they were doing but there wasn't there wasn't a lot of access to hockey gear i mean we all as kids we started out we well we got these fucking helmets and um Everything else, like skates and stuff, you know, you bought them like here and there. There wasn't like a pro shop to go to, essentially. Um, so for the first like half a year, all I had was that helmet and uh, my stick and skates. And I, in fact, I remember my skates were like too big for my feet as well because I can't remember the whole details if they couldn't find the right size for me or what the case was, but it was, it was a shit show for, for the first, like first year really. Um, but wow. it, it ended up getting much better. <laughs> it, so- it sounds like almost like, uh, when I first got like started snowboarding, you didn't know kind of what size you were. So you just wore like double layers of socks and <laughs> the boots you know right exactly uh, Fuck, <laughs> if i remember mine were like triple layered if i if i'm not mistaken i mean especially with skates man is if you if you get like even one size too big they feel like you're just wearing clown shoes or, or you or you look like a giraffe that's just dra- just got bored just all, just still, all oh yeah just like all the wibbly knees. wobbly <laughs> just all bender all st- Right, hopefully right. you grow. Hopefully you grow out of the bender status, but unfortunately some don't. But I mean, right, no, hey, you, we, can't, you can't. <laughs> you can't judge too much. No, we we kind of went off subject, but uh, oh yeah, so going oh, going yeah, back exactly. to Bauer, going uh, back to uh, Bauer, they uh they've actually switched over from doing hockey shields to uh making face shields for nurses and doctors and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was pretty that that was a pretty cool thing that they're doing. I mean, not only they're keeping their their people employed during these times, but they stopped all the production of hockey gear for the time being due to everything being, you know, suspended or or shut down for the time being. Uh so they went like, "Hey, why not build these shields for, you know, the people in in front lines, doctors, nurses, you know, any any sort of first responder um, to 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 deal with this uh, uh, COVID nineteen issue, I thought that's that was pretty cool. And, and I mean, and I mean, you got to appreciate that you being one of the first responders and stuff. You know, I was I was looking at a man, and I was like, I was I was thinking about, I was like, those look pretty sweet. I'd I'd totally rock one if I could get my hands on it. Well, uh, shit, man, I I'd probably rock one just. I'd probably just rock one just while I'm hanging around the house. Right. I mean, they're not bad. I mean, well, I wish, I wish I could get them for my work, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, I mean, they're, they're made for a reason, you know? Um, 
and it's and honestly like once this finally all blows over it'll be a pretty cool history piece to hold on to be like hey look what bauer did you know back in 2020 um so who knows i'll 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 definitely try to get my hands on one if i can down the road uh it would be just a cool cool piece to have well, they've already they've already set they, it's already set to produce at least three hundred thousand masks. So that's, I mean, that's pretty great. So do these go out through strictly donations, or they're actually selling them? That's one thing that I never got like a clear, clear picture or answer to. Because you can't buy them online. You can't just like go to Bauer dot com and like, hey, like, give me like five of these guys you know no i i think they're just purely dis, di, distributing them to uh medical staff and everything uh, that, that's within, what i gathered within the u.s and canada close to montreal because that's basically where they're based out of that's cool man that's really cool um like way to go bauer dude big fan I, i've always been a fan of bauer to be honest with you i've liked oh, their equipment uh, i'd say CCM has been always number one for me. I, I'm a big fan of CCM, but Bauer's always been. I remember I had, when I was young, young, um, Bauer made some awesome freaking goalie sticks, man. And I'm talking like those old wood ones, you know? Oh, um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Not like how like, we both were just like, yeah. oh. I, I guarantee you any goalie, uh, like any, uh, any like, you know, uh, child – uh, child goaltender now would like if they, if they even picked one up they they probably couldn't even wield it with all the comp- composite sticks oh, and stuff I, like that i used to call that my battle axe because i used to try to do goalie and stuff in our leagues when i was younger so yeah no it was always yeah I, i've got my battle axe right now <laughs> there was there was one goalie stick bauer goalie stick in particular that i remember when i still lived in latvia that um, I just really liked, and I seemed to play really well with it. And uh, down the road, they ended up discontinue discontinuing the stick. And I, 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 I remember my dad actually going uh, to a pro shop once we finally got some uh, to like talk to like a pro shop representative to see if they can get a hold of Bauer and see how much it would cost to maybe even special order those sticks because I, I obviously ended up breaking it down the road. Uh, but it, they were amazing. And I'd probably still rock one if I could get one today. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. No, no, they were good hefty sticks. Like, seriously. Well, playing with one. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't judge too much because I remember playing with the uh, Mission M1 <laughs> uh the naslin curve i swear to god i i think that thing just like gave me superpowers i swear to god i i i actually i was lucky enough to get two because i broke one right away and then i uh and then i had the, i i i immediately went and got the same one and that i i don't think i've ever had another stick that's ever actually compared to what i don't know what it was but that stick just get, just gave me everything I needed, man. You got to refresh my mind on on the player sticks. So it, w- it was was was, it, was this one of the wood ones too, or was no, this the one was, where you was, switched the was, blade on? It was a composite one. It was a one piece, but oh, it was oh, you had it the was composite, the bright blue yeah. ones. It was the bright blue missions. 
Uh, and then you have me where I'm one of those old, like, Gretzky-type guys where I'm playing with the two-piece stick, and I'm shattering, was it, was I'm it, shattering uh, blades left and right. Was it I'm aluminum? Doing, was the uh, shaft aluminum? I had actually three of them. And just because oh, I, I do slappers from the point button, I'd just shatter a blade, and you'd be like, oh, well, that sucks for you. It's like, it's all right. I've got five more at home. Just blades, because you were always like on the ready for that. That's the one thing I hated about those two piece sticks. Oh, I could never do it. I I, I always thought I thought I thought those two piece were, were just like shabby. Oh, they I, were. I just could not do it. I could never play with the two piece. I, I like every single time I had to glue them in. I always thought that the blade was just going to come flying off. Oh yeah, couldn't well, do well, it. That, you, you can't do that. Like kind of Dennis, like Dennis the Menace thing in the movie. Where you're just flinging the marshmallow back and forth after you get it in? Yeah, I don't remember that. Oh god, <laughs> he just hauled that marshmallow right across the room. But yeah, that's what we should do. We should do an episode on like strictly dedicated an episode to like the gear that they used to have back in the day. <laughs> I think that would be cool because no, yeah. we could. I think I could spend like another hour talking about all the weird gear that I've seen or had when i oh, when i my. played when i was younger holy oh, shit gosh, like yeah. going going to like i remember everyone had those skates that supposedly sharpened themselves you know which ones uh, i'm talking about yeah absolutely God, those are terrible and <laughs> i think that's what's cool about our our generation of hockey players is that we've seen so many different uh in in, in advancements in in like hockey gear and a style of play. I mean, we've we've gone through the clutch and grab all the way to where uh, where we are now, where speed and skill is just tops. And I I feel super lucky about that. Just being able to, to like see such a such an evolution, not just with the gear, but like with hockey in general. No, definitely. Yeah, I I can even like vaguely very vaguely but i can go back to some soviet shit uh that i've that i've <laughs> seen when i yeah because every now and then you know you'd have like uh when i was when i was younger we'd still do like pickup games and stuff and we'd go up and there'd be like you know older older people going going out and skating and it'd still have like the old fucking like soviet helmets and sticks and I've seen some weird it, stuff. It looked like a uh, Vladislav Tretriak or whatever. Yeah, Tretriak, yeah. God, but I mean, my cousin, my, I remember my cousin, one of my cousins had um, old, old, old gear. And I mean, it was, it was literally like you'd, you'd touch it and it's like made out of like, you know, the stuff that they put in pillows today. You know, like just like it was just like a cushion. There is no plastics, no nothing. It's just literally just like a pillow. You know, like just breezers, like everything. Yeah, yeah, just encased in like fucking heavy leather, pretty much. Right, right. It's it's kind of like yeah, it's gonna protect you, sort of, but you're still gonna get hurt. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've had my fair share of that stuff. Actually, uh, the first shin pads I ever wore, I actually I had to put uh, I had to put like a couple layers of newspaper inside like the knees 
Because anytime I fell down on the knees, it was just, it was like this thin shell of just repurposed plastic. So, you, you know, I almost every, every, uh, every game I'm like throwing in new, new layers of newspaper, obviously, because the old ones are just all sweaty and grimy and everything. <laughs> No, just just you know, keep keep it going, keep it going. You know. Well, uh, at that point, I w- I, I could have, but I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I saw some mold in there eventually, like at one point. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. No. But anyways, yeah, we should um, let's see what maybe our listeners think, but maybe like an episode dedicated to old gear. We should we should maybe think of that's that's a pretty cool idea. I'm I'm kind of oh, into I, it. I, I would love to hear what other people have done and like what they've seen. I think that'd be great. Well, we can get a hold of a few people on the Facebook sites that we uh, follow. I mean, I'm pretty sure they can give us all sorts of history of like what certain helmets were what. Because there's a bunch of vintage hockey guys out there that just eat, breathe, and shit that that stuff honestly so no yeah if if anybody out there any of you guys out there that uh got some pretty crazy equipment stories or the well just even your favorite equipment I, we'd love to hear it yeah definitely definitely hey guys uh there is another totally off the topic now let's let's jump onto something new i want to talk a little bit about uh toronto toronto maple leaves uh, do you tell Dudes are making some moves throughout this uh, suspension uh, right now. Uh, looks like we're going to have a new Latvian in the NHL again. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, I believe it was yesterday, they signed a guy named uh, Christians Rubins. Um, he is 22 years old, born December 11th, 1997, born in Riga, Latvia. Uh, Riga, Riga. Yep, in the capital, uh, dude's uh, defenseman. He is uh, 6'4", 220 pounds, uh, a lefty, and uh, he is uh, apparently, according to Toronto Maple Leafs, ready to ready to hit the big leagues and and um, and uh, help the guys out. So if they end up having the rest of the season. Uh, uh... I'd probably see him in a Maple Leafs jersey this year. Um, from the sounds of it, uh, the way things are going, you know, I read I I read a Latvian article. Um, and from the sounds of it, the way things are going right now, they're more leaning towards next year. Um, because they're from from now on, it, what everyone's saying is, and and that that might just be the European media, but they're they're certain that NHL is going to be done for the year. Um, oh wow! So they're 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 kind of just uh, more moving towards the following season, and I think that's that's where they're gonna start him. Uh, but the dudes dudes uh, had a pretty he's he's been all over the place. I mean, he started obviously in Riga Latvia. He played actually for a team called Prisma, and uh, I remember actually playing against those guys when I still played in Latvia, right and they freaking beat my butt man um they're they're a really good good team and then they actually they ended up becoming into a hockey school in latvia um so uh they they have so he he kind of started his career there 
and then he's been kind of all over the place. He's been in Sweden, uh, but recently he played. Uh, he's been playing. He he played. Started in the ECHL. Really, it sounds like he played for the Newfoundland Gravelers, and then he moved to the AHL to obviously to play for the Toronto Marlies, which is the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, AHL team. Uh, so that's that's his career, and that's that's where he played. Uh, well, that's not a bad move for the Toronto Maple Leafs, seeing as how like uh, with all the contracts that they're paying right now with all the forwards and stuff, they're not going to be able to retain Tyson Berry at the end of this season. You can already see him moving on. They got Keller Rosen back from the Avalanche after acquiring him from for Michael Hutchinson and. So, I mean, hey, fucking give it a shot. No, cool. definitely. Yeah, and then he, he, and he wasn't, he happened, he wasn't only dude part of the package. I mean, these are entry-level contracts, by the way. Uh, and, and sounds like they're two-year two entry-level contracts that they signed. Uh, so it was him, and it was actually a Czech guy as well, Philip uh, Kral, that they took also. Uh, kids 20 years old, uh, born October 20th, 1999. Um, he is 172 pounds, uh, much lighter dude, uh, six one, also a lefty. Um, and from the looks of it, uh, this guy's been really playing in Czech Republic for most of his career, uh, between, uh, random, uh, Czech teams. And just recently, uh, he, he actually played for the, uh, Spokane Chiefs at the WHL, uh, so oh, that's, that's where they ended up picking this kid. So, and he's that's also a defenseman. Well, that's a tough league too. Yeah. The WHL. Yeah, so, I mean, K can probably take a hit. Yeah, hope, definitely. Hope. And and honestly, I mean, in my opinion, I I feel like it's way harder to get picked up into the big leagues from a WHL than AHL. So, all things well, I mean, considered, they... I feel the Latvian had a better chance than uh, him. Well, I, I guess we'll keep an eye out for him for sure. Yeah, but both guys, both, both guys are defensemen, so I don't know if they're um, what kind of oh, moves looks, they're trying to make. But but looks like well, yeah, they're they're going for these defensemen. So well, it looks like Dubas is actually trying to think of the future now. I mean, now that they now that he's got all these uh, uh, forwards locked up, he's actually kind of like taking a step back and looking at, well, yeah, we're going to need some up-and-coming D, man. Yeah, no, he's actually looking outside the box. He's, as we call it at work, getting the bigger picture. Getting the bigger picture. And honestly, that's what it comes down to. You have to have the bigger picture with your hockey team. That's what I love about Torts and all these older, like, hockey coaches. They get the bigger picture. Like, and, and not certain like just certain old hockey coaches, like they just have that nitty gritty kind of feel to them. Well, but, you just can't focus on one no. aspect of a team, obviously. No, because they even believe in their grinders and stuff too. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, you've got to have, you got to roll four, uh, four lines, three lines D, you got to be deep. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to lose some talent like Tyson Berry, 
mind, albeit that he hasn't had the best year in Toronto. No. But you're still losing a guy that's going to eat up a lot of minutes. Oh, yeah. If you've got these entry-level contracts, you, you never know. Well, and that's also why I'm getting at that with Bentnar, uh, or as I call him, my good old boy Barnyard. But, yeah, no, that guy, love him. He's the same. He's just like he does the whole grinder line kind of aspect. No, 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 no. Well, not so much of the grinder line, but he's deep, like with skill and guys who can also fit other people's like aspects of their games and stuff. Well, they they gain what the other person. Well, has. obviously, yeah, you got blue collar lines and then you got skilled lines. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, you, you look at it, you've got to have a, a bit of both. You got to have a little edge and you got to have a little skill. Yeah. And as long as you have this uh a level set man that's it'll take you far it'll take you far i mean you got to have a team that can forecheck and then you got to have a team that can uh bust into the zone with a lot of speed and just score one off the rush but i mean defense defense has been a big problem for toronto and the fact that he's actually addressing this problem finally after a couple of years i mean yeah he he did get Jake Muzzin coming in from L.A. a couple of years ago. But, I mean, he's only got a few more years left. You're losing Tyson Berry. Who else do you have on the back end that's really going to uh, step in and take uh, a, a top two, maybe top four defensive role? So, I mean, that's a, that's a good idea for him to, you know, just grab some guys while you can. And, I mean, I think that's uh, what everybody's been focusing on now, right now, during the shut shutdown, I mean, obviously you can't trade for guys, but I mean, you can still sign some up and comers, and good for him for uh, chomping at, uh, chomping down on some decent players that are out there that he can grab and decent talent too. Like they are no, they they are not slack guys at all. No, like they they nut up or shut up. Uh, basically as I'm putting it so no yeah well, I'm, I'm just for me at least you know I'm I'm ex- dude Latvians have been killing it lately uh we we've got so many freaking awesome talents coming up so I'm really excited to see see what the kid's gonna produce um obviously I'm I, I'm rooting for the Czech guy too <laughs> hey of course I mean, you gotta yeah, you got a you got a lot of countrymen coming up and getting a shot. No, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's cool. I got I got one more thing that uh, I I kind of want to talk about real quick. It's uh, uh so in, the other day, Gretzky said to I think it was uh, GQ Sports that uh, McDavid will win a Stanley Cup one day because he's too good. And I've got a problem with that. I, I, I've, got, I've got a big problem with that just because, I mean, hockey is an all-team sport. Uh, like, an all-team sport. Yeah. Like, it's no, there's no individual aspect that, that'll make a team go all the way to the Stanley Cup. Oh, no. And the fact that, yeah, McDavid, let's, let's, let's be honest, he is a generational talent. Of course he is. But, but you gotta have guys around him, and of course he's got dry side all around him. Thank you, my boy, my man. I mean, wonder. And, <laughs> but the thing that annoys me about it is that 
he, I, the way I, the way I, I look at it is that Gretzky is saying McDavid's going to win a Stanley cup on his own talent. And I just have to disagree with that. That's just the way I feel. I don't know. I just, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously he's, uh, he's surrounded by, you know, some pretty decent players right now, but not a, a Stanley cup winning team. We were just saying, you've got to be, you've got to be completely deep to win a Stanley cup. Well, and that, and like, you also have to think like most of the years that Gretzky has won his cups. He had David Semenko, who that guy just, he looked at you fuck just, you know, in a wrong way. He beat your head in. You got, you know, Messier, you got Yari Curry, you got just Paul Cop, you got all these just big assets. And that was such a star stacked team that everybody was still at their own potential. Their but peak. They were, the yeah, peak their talent. peak. And there was a peak talent that you had there. But then they also just added their own attributes because that's no way Edmonton would have won, what is it, four out of five times that they went to the Stanley Cup. Like, Well, the last time they won the Cup, Gretzky was actually playing against them. No, I know. Yep. But, I mean, they still had a, a, yeah. a stacked team. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, God, like, it's not like a stacked team. It's just like you have to have people that are the correct assets. Correct. Yes, exactly, Cody. Because, I mean, going back to the Colorado Avalanche in, what, 2004? Yeah, had Team Paul Correa, uh, what is it? Uh, Milan Hayden, Alex Tangan, yeah. Joe Sack. Uh, yeah, you had all the boys. And how they didn't win two cups when they had all those guys, it happens. You, you know what it is? It's too much talent on the same team. Yeah. Is what the problem is. I mean, yeah. Because well, you, you, you put all these fucking superstars together. They're all, they know who they are, you know, and they know what they represent. So everyone's trying to prove themselves. It's it and never it never works. This is this has been a proven fact between, I mean, within the NHLs and the NBAs. Whenever when you put too many stars together, it does not work. I mean, well, too much wrong. individual talent. Oh, exactly, yeah. individual talent. Well, that and you have to have the cohesiveness between the lines and stuff. And if you don't have the mix and mingle with that, I mean, you're not going to get anything done. Well, I mean, <laughs> all right, all right. T- check this out for an example. I mean. For the longest time, uh, look at how long it took Ovi, like Alexander Ovechkin, to win a uh, Stanley Cup. He was on all those teams that almost got there, that was that got sent home in the first round or the second round, and he was just as good as McDavid. In in uh, when he was when he was uh, uh, like four years into the league. Did he win a Stanley Cup? No. It took for uh, Barry Trotz to come over from Nashville and to get a lot of the right guys surrounding him to win a Stanley Cup. It wasn't just Alexander Ovechkin winning a, winning a Stanley Cup. It was everybody. You know, it was Lars Scheller. It was guys, uh, it was, I mean, Nicky Backstrom, Braden Holpe. Philip Grubauer basically got them to where they were until the playoffs started. And so, and then, then you've got 
guys like Andre Burakovsky, Devontae Smith-Pelly, and Lars Eller scoring gigantic goals in the playoffs to get them to where they were. It wasn't just Alexander Ovechkin by any means. And so for Gretzky to say that McDavid will win a Stanley Cup because he's too good, that I just see that as just pure arrogance. When it comes to it, man, like, they're probably buddies outside of media and, well, well, you know. Well, obviously, like, the huge Edmonton Oilers kind of kind of uh, connection. But, you know, when's the last time you saw Gretzky do a lot of stuff with the Edmonton Oilers until McDavid was drafted? I mean, Gretzky was out there doing all his own stuff making his distilleries, his bars in Canada, all over Canada and all that. And then here comes McDavid. And next thing you know, Gretzky's right back on the Edmonton Oilers fan uh, bandwagon after like him even saying that he had moved on from that part in his life. Like it's just, I, I, to me, it's, it's just straight up arrogance. And I know I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for saying that, just because, oh, yeah, it's Wayne Gretzky. Everybody, he's the greatest. I mean, I'm not I'm not by any means diminishing what he, he's done in the league. But, I mean, that, like, I, 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 I'm just, I just think it's just pure arrogance. No, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, but let's, um, speaking of, Weird fucking shitty comments. Let's talk about PK Saban. Oh, oh wow, yeah. So I, if 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 anybody listening out there is uh, not familiar, uh, a couple week, like I think a week and a half ago, the uh, the NHL uh, uh, had a Zoom conference with some of the uh, players around the league. There was uh, there's Anders Lee. Nick Foligno, P.K. Subban, and Sidney Crosby, and Alexander Ovechkin, they all met for a Zoom meeting. And uh, obviously, Sid, was, Sid said, uh, I'm ready for the playoffs to begin because, you know, obviously the Penguins are in the mix. And Ovi, Ovi said, you know, he, he, he could deal with them finishing the rest of the regular season. And so P.K. Subban comes around and uh, we all know uh, where the New Jersey Devils are sitting in the standings. Well, I mean, it's kind of been a long time coming. You know how I feel about. It. I love me some Scotty Need, but yeah. But while they're sitting at, while they're sitting pretty close to the basement uh, of the NHL right now, and hello so, Detroit. And so, <laughs> and so he says. He says he would love to have a 31-team uh, playoff to see who gets in to play for it. And I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm just laughing. I'm like, well, of course you're going to say that, but you're, you're, you're so far out of the playoffs, you can't even see it with a telescope. And I just thought that was just ridiculous. Man. I hope I just, it was just like some sort of a joke, like he wasn't being super serious about it, because that I, is ridiculous. At that point, might as well let everyone play in the playoffs. You know, do like the beer leagues do. You know, you still make the playoffs. Yeah, you, you know? lost. You lost like you lost ten games out of the eleven game season. But you know what? 
come play for the playoffs anyways because we like it. Exactly. It's like it's like you know it's it's one of those like yeah you win like you move on you lose okay you're out but you're still in the playoffs. Yeah. But that's yeah. It, like that's exactly what he's trying to do and it's like no that's not how that works. Uh, yeah, I'm no. sorry. I mean, think about all the teams that have been battling. I mean, uh, like just straight battling for uh, even a chance right now to be in the playoffs, like like the New York Rangers. And I mean, the entire Pacific Division has been like just an all-out dogfight just oh, to yeah. stay in the playoff race. Oh yeah. So you're gonna, you're gonna come back and say all that work you did, all that all that all all the sweat and tears, uh, blood, sweat and tears that you put into it. We're going to let this team that's at the bottom of the NHL possibly get over on you, and you're just going to be okay with it. No way. No way. And my thing with that there, Beeksy and Keats, is that you could have a team that goes on a hot run and could smoke, you know, five, ten teams that – they didn't do normally during the season. It's just, you know, it's a time, certain time and place. You have to, you know, it depends on the night. It depends on what your mindset is. And, I mean, uh, maybe this isn't, like, the biggest, uh, the biggest point, but, I mean, everybody not playing for pretty much a month, any team could do anything. That's and, what I'm and, saying. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, at that point, it's like no bars hold. You know, it's like a rat race. And then you got Mr. Bean running around, you know, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, and then you've got, then you've got Mr. Bean versus Mr. Magoo <laughs> in the finals. Like how, how does, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't see how that's like a, a competitive ask, like way to go about it. No, no. So uh, the, the fact that he said that I was, it was just completely laughable. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you want to try and try and say like, "Oh, well, get your team in there, and you know, try to be in the mix." But I mean, where were you two months ago when you were actually playing the game? You know, like, yeah, like uh, obviously. Where have you been on the, the whole entire season? Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's that's a damn. Me. I mean. <laughs> Let's, so, not, let's not think about it too hard where you've been the whole season. <laughs> so, think, I'm sorry. I think I it's just, just you know, fucking Predators mode still. Uh, a team that well, actually did pretty decently. Uh, well, so. yeah, and, they were, and they were starting to come back uh, before the season ended. They were starting to actually get into the mix, man. Oh, yeah. The Predators, but, I mean, New Jersey Devils, but I mean, yeah, they may have gone on like a, I think, a five-game winning streak. Oh, they went on a peak in the beginning of the season. Well, and I they mean, just kind of petered off. Even it's like, even where? even before the season ended, they were actually starting to play okay. But it was just like, you know, for what cost? They weren't gonna, they weren't making it. No, I, well, there yeah. were there were good teams in the Eastern Conference that had basically the same amount of points as anyone. And they were still gonna miss the playoffs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it, it. I mean, for him to say that is just, I. It's a joke. I've, I've got to say it. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sound for the lack of a better phrase. I mean, or word. It's, it's, it is a joke. I'll start the slow clap. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, it is a joke. Like, why? Like, why even mention that? That's just a. a unrealistic ideal honestly yeah uh, i i totally agree i mean if, if you're not gonna if, 
if if we're so far into it that we're not even gonna finish the rest of this uh, the regular season, and we're just gonna go into playoffs, you still need at least a month's worth of playoff time for these thirty one teams or two. Or two weeks, even. And that's still going to push push the entire schedule back. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, might as well just go back and finish the uh, the regular season and then do the playoffs into July, into August. If if we're talking his little plan, that's well, all I'm saying. And, and if that's also the case, too, like, honestly, you might as well just put an asterisk next to... On the Stanley Cup for a lockout, basically. Yeah. Because that's almost basically... Because, I mean, I wouldn't mind having hockey seasons so close together. Don't get me wrong. I'm a puckhead. I love I love watching me some live games. But just having it, like, so close together is what they were originally talking about. Fine. But now it's getting too close to the end of the light. Well, that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, what are you going to play like one game playoff series yeah no it's like basically you're doing like nfl type stuff which that's kind of garbage honestly i've always hated that i've oh, yeah. always hated that about nfl playoff at uh, least make playoffs. it the best out of three <laughs> and you, you clearly don't have enough time if you're gonna add all 31 teams i'm sorry no i think we can all agree that all in all it's probably never gonna happen Dream, yeah, dream on, PK. You probably should have signed for a better team. Yeah, I mean, come on, buddy. You know, but I mean, well, what can you do? Yeah, yeah. Since we were in that conversation, I thought I should we I should bring that up. You know. Oh, absolutely. We you the whole the, the whole Gretzky thing, and I was like, well, hey, we're talking about talking about Gretzky's nonsense. Let's. Uh, Let's add a little more. Let's throw in a little PK in there. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I got to tell you, Dream on PK probably ain't going to happen, bud. Right. No. Hell, oh, hell no. Hell, hell no, baby shark. I'm going to take I'm going to say that. Well, cool. well, shit, boys. I think, uh, I think we laid down a pretty good episode. I, I hope, I hope you guys out there thought so too. Yeah, man. We, uh, we talked, we're, we're kind of all over the place, and I think it's because we haven't talked hockey in a little while. So getting uh, getting together even through phone was like ah, uh, you know. So <laughs> I hope I hope people can relate and and but yeah, man, we we kind of covered quite a bit. That and uh and so at this point, I want uh, I think we all want to send out a huge shout out to Jenny Rose. Jenny, oh, yeah. thank you so much. You've been doing a lot of footwork for On the Bench with Beaks. I mean, sharing it on so many groups and just staying in touch with us and letting us know what we're doing wrong and what you like. And we just appreciate it so much. And we're so we're so happy to have you part of the family. Oh, yeah. No, you keep doing you. And, yeah, tell your niece what's up. I hope she still enjoys that hat. We'll probably talk to you here soon. And uh, if you don't mind me, I'm going to switch over to Swedish real quick. Jarvillana say hello to my campus in Sverige. Thank you so much for listening, Peter. Thank you. So, yeah, I don't know. Keith, you want to say thank you to anybody, bud? 
Well, shit, since you guys are doing all this, uh, I wasn't prepared for that, but I do have a buddy in a, uh, listening right now too, my uh, my old Latvian mate, Arvis. Arvi, Patsan, Paldieska Klausies. Um, she does not like that's biggest professionalized uh, podcasting, but no mess, thank you, mess, do it good and patates to Klausies. And no, Moška, Moška, varam uh, parunāties un tev, Moška, ja kaut kā iepļaut iekšašanī podcasts, jā, būtu arī baigi interesanti, bet nu, atkal, liels paldies, ka klausies. Holy crap, that was awesome. I'm going to have to learn a different language now. You guys are making, you're putting me to shame right now. Oh my God. <laughs> Be looking up babble for like German or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, fall, you're falling behind there, Rob. I know, right? I'm prolific in English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's well, shit, boys. Uh, good round. Yeah, man. It was. This was fun, and um, from the sounds of it, we'll probably our next episode is going to be exactly like this again through the phone. Yeah. Uh, but we got to do what we got to do to protect ourselves and respect the stay at home rules. Uh, but we'll, we'll, pr- we'll push through this. And, uh, as soon as this is all done and over with, we'll be back together again and, and, um, uh, we'll go from there. All right. Well, goodbye. Hey, do. And, uh, I'll tell you what, catch us the next time on the bench with beaks. Peace, love, and chicken grease, y'all. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Till next time. Oh, yeah.